0: Chapter 21 of the Forty-Five Guardsmen by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter 21, Brother Borrome. When Chicot, sustaining the reverend prior, arrived in the courtyard, he found there two bands of one hundred men each waiting for their commander. About fifty among the strongest and most zealous had helmets on their heads and long swords hanging to belts from their waists others displayed with pride bucklers on which they loved to rattle an iron gauntlet brother borrome took a helmet from the hands of a novice and placed it on his head while he did so chicot looked at it and smiled you have a handsome helmet there brother borrome said he where did you buy it my dear prior gorenflot could not reply for at that moment they were fastening a magnificent cuirass upon him which although spacious enough to have covered hercules Farnese constrained woefully the undulations of the flesh of the worthy prior who was crying. Not so tight. I shall stifle. Stop. But, Borrome replied, it made part of a lot of armor that the reverend prior bought yesterday to arm the convent. I? said Gorinflot. Yes. Do you not remember that they brought several cuirasses and casks here according to your reverence's orders? It is true said gorenflot ventre de biche thought chicot my helmet is much attached to me for after having taken it myself to the hotel guise it comes here to meet me again at a sign from borrome the monks now formed into lines while chicot sat down on a bench to look on gorenflot stood up attention whispered borrome to him gorenflot drew a gigantic sword from the scabbard and waving it in the air cried in the voice of a stentor attention your reverence will fatigue yourself perhaps in giving the orders said Borrome softly if it please you to spare your precious health i will command today i should wish it i am stifling Borrome bowed and placed himself at the head of the troop what a complacent servant said chicot he is charming i told you so i am sure he does the same for you every day Oh, every day; he is as submissive as a slave. So that you really have nothing to do here? Brother Borrome acts for you? Oh, mon Dieu, yes. It was wonderful to see Borrome with his arms in his hands, his eye dilated, and his vigorous arm wielding his sword in so skillful a manner that one would have thought him a trained soldier. Each time that Borrome gave an order, Gorenflot repeated it, adding, Brother Borrome is right, but I told you all that yesterday. Pass the pike from one hand to the other. Raise it to the level of the eye. You are a skillful instructor, said Chicot. Yes, I understand it well. And Borrome, an apt pupil. Oh yes, he is very intelligent. While the monks went through their exercises, Gorenflot said, You shall see my little Jacques. Who is Jacques? a nice lad calm-looking but strong and quick as lightning look there he is with a musket in his hand about to fire and he fires well that he does but stay do you know him no i thought i did but i was wrong while they spoke jacques loaded a heavy musket and placing himself at one hundred yards from the mark fired and the ball lodged in the center amid the applause of the monks that was well done cried chicot thank you monsieur said jacques whose cheeks colored with pleasure you manage your arms well added chicot i study monsieur but he is best at the sword said gorenflot those who understand it say so and he is practicing from morning till night Ah let us see said chicot no one here except perhaps myself is capable of fencing with him but you will try him yourself monsieur said borrome i am but a poor bourgeois said chicot formerly i have used my sword like others but now my legs tremble and my arm is weak but you practice still a little replied chicot with a smile however you brother borrome who are all muscles and tendon Give a lesson to brother Jacques, I beg. If the prior will permit it. I shall be delighted, cried Gorenflot. The two combatants prepared for the trial. Borrome had the advantage in height and experience. The blood mounted to the cheeks of Jacques, and animated them with a feverish color. Borrome gradually dropped all appearance of a monk, and was completely the maitre d'armes. He accompanied each thrust with a counsel or a reproach but often the vigor and quickness of Jacques triumphed over the skill of his teacher, who was several times touched. When they paused, Chicot said, Jacques touched six times, and Bordemais nine. That is well for the scholar, but not so well for the master. The flash of Bordemais' eyes showed Chicot that he was proud. Monsieur, replied he in a tone which endeavored to render calm, the exercise of arms is a difficult one, especially for poor monks. Nevertheless, said Chicot, the master ought to be at least half as good again as his pupil. And if Jacques were calmer, I am certain he would fence as well as you. I do not think so, replied Borrome, biting his lips with anger. Well, I am sure of it. Monsieur Briquet, who is so clever, had better try Jacques himself, replied Borrome in a bitter tone. Oh, I am old. Yes, but learned ah you mock thought chicot but wait then he said i am certain however that brother borrome like a wise master often let jacques touch him out of complaisance ah cried jacques frowning in his turn no replied borrome i love jacques certainly but i do not spoil him in that manner but try yourself Monsieur briquet oh no come only one pass Try, said Gorenflot. I will not hurt you, monsieur, said Jacques. I have a very light hand. Dear child, murmured Chicot with a strange glance. Well, said he, since everyone wishes it, I will try. And he rose slowly and prepared himself with about the agility of a tortoise. End of chapter 21 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia